Welcome to the History of California podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Maddox. Today, we have our first episode about an important uh, woman in California's history. Um, I want to just say from the beginning that um, it is sad and uh, discouraging uh, how little women are covered uh, in history courses, um, in history books. Um, Some part of that is due to the fact that uh, women uh, weren't as chronicled by historians um, or mentioned in primary sources, uh, but mostly it's just to do with uh, our history of patriarchy. So um, it's something that I hope to cre- correct through this episode and future episodes where I really highlight the important women in California's history uh, because they are many and they are prolific. And I'm very excited to bring this uh, first episode of a very important woman in California's history. So let's go meet her. Last week we met Abel Stearns. Uh, We learned about his uh, history uh, in California, his role um, in the development of uh, ranchos in the Los Angeles area, um, his business prospects, uh, and ultimately his demise. Um, and this week we're going to meet uh, Abel Stern's wife. Her name is Arcadia Bandini de Stearns. Um, later on in life, she would have the name Baker attached as she would marry uh, an important uh, military man and businessman after Abel Stern's death. Uh, she's in a fascinating woman with a rich history, and we'll start by talking about her family. Uh, Arcadia was born in 1825 in San Diego, just four years after the Mexican War for Independence. Her father was Juan Bandini, um, and he was 25 when he had Arcadia, um, and he had just himself recently relocated from Peru. Uh, Her mother, Marie, was just 17 years old when she had Arcadia and was married to Juan when she turned 14. Um, There's going to be a few times in this episode we're going to talk about uh, the difference in uh, conventions around marriage um, just 200 years ago um, and how dramatically it has changed. Now, Juan came to California because his father had participated in the Mexican War for Independence. His father was originally from Spain and served on a Spanish naval ship. Now, when Arcadia was turned four in 1829, Juan um, was granted a large tract of land by the Mexican government called Rancho Tecate, like the beer. Arcadia's family would occupy this land, which was located where the present-day city of Tecate sits today. Uh, The family would occupy that rancho for six to seven years until raids were organized by our old friends, the Kumaye, um, along with the indigenous who had worked on the missions, the neophytes. Uh, the Bandinis uh, managed to stave off the attack, uh, but Bandini quit the rancho after this episode and was given another rancho by the government as compensation. Juan had a mixed relationship with the government of Mexico. Uh, he continued to receive important titles and stewardships of things. For instance, uh, he became the administrator of the San Gabriel Mission and was given large tracts of land in Southern California. Now, um, During the U.S. war with Mexico, uh, Juan ultimately sided with the United States, likely seeing the direction of the tides. Uh, Bandini was probably then, like Stearns that we talked about last time, saw the turning of the tides and decided to do what was more profitable. 
Um, after the war, he became the Justice of the Peace uh, in 1848 in San Diego. Um, and the war with the United States ultimately led to money troubles for Bandini, just like it led to money troubles for Stearns. And he sold off uh, his home that he had built in 1829, Casa de Bandini, uh, to a Frenchman for $600. Uh, the house functioned as a social mecca, um, and the second story was added in 1869, which led to the conversion of the building into a hotel. Ultimately, we could go on forever talking about uh, Arcadia's father, but this episode is not about Juan Bandini, it's about Arcadia. So Arcadia's marriage to Stearns at its core was a political one. Stearns was 43 when he married the 14-year-old Bandini. Um, Stearns was friends with Juan, um, and the relationship would create one of the most powerful family networks in California. Now, given their nearly 30-year age gap, uh, the Catholic Church was sought out to get involved to ensure that the marriage was both perceived and was on the, quote, up and up. Uh, fascinatingly, at this time, the Catholic Church believed that the age of consent for marriage uh, could go as low as 11. Again, I repeat, 11 years old. The church ultimately gave their stamp of approval, and with that, Abel Stearns received a significant dowry from the Bandini family. The power couple became social centers of gravity in Southern California. Arcadia regularly hosted balls at their home for important Californios and distinguished visitors. Now, Californios is a term that was later was used to refer to Spanish-speaking settlers in California, particularly the ones associated with the mission system and the Presidios. Now, Stearns, obsessed with his business, often left Arcadia in their giant home, which was, to, which was often referred to as a palace, or Palace de Stearns. Um, it was more than 20,000 square feet in size, um, but the size of the house uh, was often uh, used to accommodate a large number of people. Uh, these people included guests that were visiting the family socially, uh, their large extended family, servants, workers, uh, and many more people. Now, the house was located on Olvera Street, uh, where the La Plaza sits today across the street from Union Station. Uh, so it was very much in the center of what would become the city of Los Angeles. Now, as you remember from the previous episode, Stearns dies in 1871, um, and then Arcadia remarries three years later to a military man, Colonel Robert S. Baker. Now, interestingly, uh, Colonel Baker uh, was also a relocated New Englander, so she married uh, two New Englanders in a row. Uh, Baker came west much later than Stearns, arriving in 1849 and establishing a mining business called Cook and Baker. The gold business, though, dried up and he transitioned into ranching, working first in ranching in Northern California. Uh, Baker then relocated to Southern California for his wife, where he purchased large tracts of land from the famous Sepulveda family. They settled along the ocean in Santa Monica, and Arcadia became uh, the benefactress of that area, hosting parties, uh, ultimately having a hand in the layout of the city city, and giving various organizations and government bodies land in order to build important institutions in the city. Arcadia was married to Baker for 19 years before he died in 1894. Ultimately, they had no children together, and she inherited the entire estate from Baker. 
Now, Arcadia's legacy in the early history of Los Angeles is tremendous. She was involved in so many different areas in the early life of the city. The fact that nearly 2,000 people showed up to her funeral is a testament to the importance that she played uh, in the early life of both Los Angeles and Santa Monica. Now, Arcadia used her wealth to support many local groups, including and especially women's groups in the city. She played a large role in supporting events like the Festival of Flowers, um, and she had a lot to do with how the city was laid out. She and Baker uh, worked together to lay out some of the first maps of the city of Santa Monica, um, which included designations for churches, parks, and schools. Now, uh, SantaMonicaHistory.org um, has some amazing pictures um, of the early city of Santa Monica that I really recommend visiting. Uh, there was a hotel named after Arcadia called the Arcadia Hotel. Um, it's a massive, beautiful fixture in the Santa Monica community, which uh, would be today on the corner of Colorado and Pico. Arcadia also had a bathhouse name for her. It's not the kind of bathhouse that you might be thinking of. It was more of a uh, kind of like a therapeutic bathhouse where people would come to recover from illnesses. Um, now, let's unfortunately jump straight to Arcadia's death, uh, which is a fascinating piece of legal history. Um, Arcadia, interestingly, had no direct descendants from either marriage, so when she died in 1912, her considerable fortune, a large portion of which she tried to give away during her lifetime, was in limbo. Arcadia's money had two sources in her two deceased husbands, but also in large part, her role in the accumulation of wealth. But given that she had no children, um, the judge in charge of the case was left to sort out uh, this interesting uh, probate situation. Um, in fact, you could hardly call this a probate case because Arcadia strangely left no will. While there were many estimates about how much she left behind, the number from an article I read in the Evening Herald um, in 1914 uh, says that that number was close to 7 million, which uh, if you adjust for inflation uh, makes that number much larger. The problem that the judge needed to sort out was whose family uh, was the widow's family. Was it Stearns or was it Baker's? Um, or Baker, excuse me. The judge decided that the Stearns family, even though that they were part of a large portion of the original wealth that Arcadia brought to the marriage with Baker, um, that family, the Stearns family, was not entitled to the money as that matter had been settled um, after Stearns ceded all of his wealth in his will to his widow. Uh, in the end, the stern side of the family got 10% of the estate, and the rest went to Baker's relatives. Now, Arcadia's legacy has carried through all the way to 2011, just nine years ago. Uh, there was a court case about the use of land that Arcadia had donated for a specific purpose. Arcadia originally donated land in the Santa Monica area um, for housing soldiers, um, Essentially, the land was given to the government to house veterans uh, that were struggling to uh, find a place to live. Um, but the federal government, since um, taking this land, had been leasing it out to other businesses and even as a baseball field um, for UCLA. Uh, a family member, not a direct descendant of Arcadia, but uh, a, a relative through uh, one of Baker's siblings, um, came forward um, as a, uh, 
an advocate for Arcadia's original intentions um, and organized a massive lawsuit against the government to pressure them to use the land as Arcadia had intended with her original donation. Ultimately, the government settled with the plaintiffs, which shows that um, Arcadia, um, who had been dead for nearly 100 years, uh, was still exacting her, her generous influence on the world, and uh, her legacy will continue um, in many ways in the Santa Monica area. So um, I hope this was a good introduction to Arcadia de Bandini Stearns Baker, and I hope that um, you will visit santamonicahistory.org um, and learn more because it is truly uh, a fascinating history. Until next time. Thank you.